The gorilla. Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Podcast. I uh, think everybody heard Chip saying fighting a gorilla. There'll be no context for that. There'll be no context for that at all. But I am your host, Mr. Gimpy, joined as always by the purple gorilla, <laughs> Chip Monk. What's happening, man? What's up, bro? What's up, man? Just out here livid. <laughs> you ever play that uh, gorilla tag VR mode? I did. I did. It's tiring as hell. It's super fun, though. Uh, it has open too... mic, so it's... Uh, you know, it's you just ignore the toxicity that comes from it, but it's very much squeakers on it. Yeah, bunch of racist squeakers too. <laughs> just yeah. Is this but, the, uh, the go-to right for little kids? Just yeah, to be... it's like it's like the ultimate like taboo thing for them. So it's like they swear and then they just go straight racist. <laughs> yeah, but That's uh, what's up. gorilla tag is is very fun. Like the movement mechanic of actually just moving your arms or whatever. It's tiring as shit. Um. I think for a lot of people, especially new to VR, it's too fast and too low poly, yeah. so it gives you like the the spins or motion sickness or whatever. That's so, why I've been I mean, staying away from it. I'm still pretty new. I haven't been dabbling too deep into VR altogether lately. Okay. Uh, I think when we played uh, Path of the Warrior, yeah, I think it was like the last VR game I actually like sat down and played. I messed around a lot in Unity. I got a bunch of different demos working in yeah uh, like hd shit where i was like damn this looks really nice and i was like i'm not gonna make a game out of this but wow this is really it's, it's uh cool. there's yeah. something very magical cool. like i think like when you see like a, a game in like the the build and yeah. then like when you actually like are inside the game you're like i'm in this game like it, it is a different feeling altogether and like especially yeah. using like high rest I, I would say like if you played like a uh, half-life alex or something you, you've gotten that sense before but like uh if you've like built out like a level or something with like that high level of polish like models that i yeah. didn't make but you know i bought them my money but my money made it dude that's a skill set right getting the, getting them greenbacks for uh, sure that is a skill set <laughs> turning federation creds into uh digital goods uh yeah man uh yeah and like there's something completely different and uh it feels really good to like be inside and uh, of inside a game you're like i've made a level but now i'm inside the level man it's true that's true it feels very futuristic it's, it's different feeling it's i imagine it's what like architects feel like right when they design a building or whatever and then that building finally gets done they're in it you know yeah. I, I imagine that's what it, that's that same feeling you know? same yeah we saved ourselves you know hundreds of thousands of dollars going to architectural school and right uh, fucking losers <laughs> <laughs> i was watching these architects and they were making shit out of like paper dude and I was like, yeah. yo, buy a 3D printer. What are you guys doing? Like, what are they teaching you at this school? Like, what a waste of fucking skills and time. They're like, oh, we got to make a paper mache demo. I'm like, nah, bro, just like 3D print this shit. Like, make it in CAD. Like, if you can, like, design it there, like, you're like half a step away from, like, being, like, somebody else. You could send those plans off to somebody at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <sighs> You know, I, I don't want to lie and say I know a lot about the architectural schooling and all of that, but uh, I feel like you're wasting your money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the mathematics and stuff, you know, that's the important part of it. Uh, but as far as, like, making them, like, build out, like, paper mache demos of, like, all the buildings, like, that seems like a, just a waste of time. Yeah. It's it just seems so dated, dude. Where if you're an architect, right, new buildings are going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. But... No, I feel like no one's going to hire a brand new, fresh out of school architect. You know, you got to join like a firm. You got to work on something. You know, it's like, it's it's a different grind, but the grind is still there. You can work and clock it in nine to five, or or like doing some salary work or whatever. Is it's still your it's still yeah. the end result? I, yeah, I we're, like we're our, way out of uh, our depths, man. <laughs> So if you're an architect, write in, let us know uh, about Actually, what the grind's like. No, if you're an architect, build a building, put a sign on it. <laughs> let us know. You know, we got to make sure know. you're working. You know, you can't, everyone can claim they're an architect, you know? It's true. I watched the YouTube video and I feel like I'm basically an architect now, dude. <laughs> I've read like two books on it. I'm like, yeah, all right. True, true. You could be. I was like, I assumed, like. I assumed it would help with uh, level design stuff. Uh, so I just got like a book where it's like, you know, thoughts of uh, how architectural like design philosophy works and stuff and i was like oh, oh right. like the cursory like overview of it yeah types. Okay. yeah like the high level like here's sure. like a quick two sure. three hundred page book about how you know architects think about spaces and like how uh yeah. open and closed and walls and how things interact with each other in different schools of thought between like the french and uh 
your European design versus North American, like why cul-de-sacs are the way they are, uh, and like how they're not like actually the idea of a cul-de-sac that like just kind of like fell apart. Like ideally, yeah. it's like supposed to be like a half circle where you don't see any of your neighbors, so they're supposed to be staggered. But instead, they're like, "How can we optimize this to make the most amount of money?" It's just like cookie cutter stamped in, uh, you know, yeah, the way it is. So true, yeah, true. Interesting stuff. You can learn a lot out there. It's important for a video game design. I feel like uh, just understanding how buildings work, and if you have to ever yeah. have to do any housework, dude, that shit's important to know why things are the way they are. Actually, yes, yes. Owning my home, doing like uh, let's let's get into it for a little bit. So I'll share the story with you because you, you've done a lot of like home renovation, remodels, and stuff. So yeah. uh, a lot of my home was done by a unlicensed, untrained handyman. Right? Nice. Uh, my son's door does not like latch because where the door's hole, like the hole for the doorknob, was cut was higher than where the uh the like this like lock jam or whatever the hell it's called yep. <laughs> like that part so they don't line up so i'm like well i can't get a new door because i'd have to get like a, a saw like a door that have it cut to that exact thing or i can carve out the the, the new one thing yeah make, the new jam make it fit yeah so that's what i was doing i had to buy a fucking I was just gonna do it with like a little saw or something, um, or I don't want to like spend money on the like tool that actually makes that thing, you know. Yeah. So, to spend we'll money, dude, rent it. You can might be able to rent the tool. That's the beautiful thing about yeah, that's uh, that's modern true. tools now is you can rent a lot of them. Yeah, I think the it's, professor it's, might have one. You might have to. Oh book yeah, him. I probably talk to him. Yeah, because um, at one point, because uh, when I owned my home, I did a bunch of home renovation stuff. So I had a bunch of tools, and then he had a bunch of like tools, and then he bought more tools because he was doing like you know some more substantial yeah. renovation stuff. And we're like, yeah. well, it'd be like, we got like a couple estimates for something. It was like three or four grand. And I was like, if we do it ourselves, we could probably get it done for like a thousand bucks. It'll take a little yeah. bit longer, but you know, I know what I'm basically doing. You know what you're doing. Uh, we could probably do this, but we, you know, time being the thing, like at the end of the day, like always when you finish a project at that level, you're like, I should have just paid somebody to do this. It would have yeah. been so much faster, so much uh, less hassle for me. Right. But right. The positive of that was like we could spend the difference on all the tools. Like those tools are yours to keep after that. That's true. Uh, That's true. So then it's I took nice all my tool. tools and brought them over there as well. Cause I was like, you have half a man's set of tools. I have half a man's set of tools. If we just combine those, we have one real man set of tools. True, true, true. Yeah. I, yeah, man. I, I remember uh like Professor's first home when we put up that ceiling or the higher ceiling or whatever. Yeah. Never in my life have I seen that done. And I was like, damn, it's wow, all right. <laughs> you know, I, I had to demo that, that whole thing over the weekend. Yeah, you did it was like three days. Yeah, he was really? like, uh, can you come over? I'm gonna be out of town, uh, because of allergies. He just demoed this whole ceiling out for me. And I was like, I'm gonna need like a case of beer, a bottle of vodka, and like a dump, like a dumpster. And he was like, Yeah, all right, I got you. And uh, that's what I did, man. I just <laughs> cut it all out and uh when I need, I get when it's like Chinese food like every day, but like when you're doing like that amount of work, like you just eat whatever you want, dude. It's a, it's a good feeling. True. You're so tired, True. so sweaty, like covered in crap, and you're like, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good, good times, man. Uh, yeah. but yeah, you have like the perfect, you know, different tools for proper tools yeah. to make that job super easy, definitely, definitely. So, so yeah, there's like some, some little things like that that kind of add up to a lot, like a bifold door is just kind of like put in with with half a track and i realized it was half a track when the fucking one of them <laughs> just like we opened it too fast and it just popped off I'm like son of a bitch i have to buy a new track for that um our downstairs bathroom the light fixture uh there's like three of them right and yep. like, one of them there's it's being held together with a pen cap one day i looked up and like what the fuck's this doing here and i pulled it off and went <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> so got to replace that it's the landlord you know, special man yeah yeah and i and i don't do electricity so i'll have to probably have a professor come over and you know do that mess so. with it yeah yeah i'm just not comfortable I, i've been shocked quite a bit you know? yeah. it only <laughs> takes 20 30 that. times and you're like never again yeah yeah uh story behind that is i in high school uh, i had an old cell phone it was like a nokia something or other and uh like one of those candy bar phones and the charger was frayed uh on one side i don't know how it got frayed but uh i would reach over to like you know like just take the charger out of the, the off yeah. when i wake up in the morning and you know <laughs> i 
every morning, so I had to be careful with that. It's like an extra alarm. You, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't you get a new charger? Well, you know, my my parents bought the phone. I didn't have a job at the time. You know, that's it was, you know, yeah. they, they, it's not going to. No, it was probably like forty, fifty bucks to back in the day for just <laughs> yeah. the charger. Yeah, to yep, go yep, get yep. it from Nokia, dude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this has been our, uh, you know, construction talk podcast. Just giving <laughs> you all things construction related, architectural exactly. design, philo- exactly. high level. I, I- I feel the beginning of each pod, we stray further and further away from the light of video games. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we started a little late today. I was downloading the Final Fantasy VII remake, dude. Ooh, I'm excited, dude. Yeah, nobody excited told me it. that thing was almost a terabyte big, bro. It's like ninety. Big, it's, it's like, like ninety eight gigs, dude. That's the dude, bro. A terabyte is nine hundred gigs. Or like I know, thousand, bro. But it's like one tenth. That's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> That's how big games are now, dude. It's, it's a big insane. old game. I, I uh, reinstalled Rainbow Six Siege to play with some buddies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that game being pretty small." Sixty-six gigabytes later, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> I was you know when I when I built this computer and I got like extra storage and stuff like that. I was proud of it. I was like, I got two terabytes in the computer. No, I got three terabytes in here, and uh, and then I have a terabyte NAS. I fucking have the one the internal pretty much filled, and the NAS is getting there. Like, oh, you nasty, fuck? nasty. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna probably buy yeah, another terabyte. And- I regret not upgrading immediately this laptop. Like when I bought, it, I was like, "Oh, this is probably fine," and I was like, "I should probably just have the cash on me right now. I should probably just max out the extra because it has like an extra uh, hard drive bay inside and an extra uh, RAM." And I was like, "I should just max out the RAM and uh, upgrade like to- with a second hard drive right away." like another ssd and i was like yeah. nah this will be fine i'll just do it later on and i'm like i probably should have just did it when i when yeah. i was still like issues <laughs> uh, i'm down to probably like one terabyte of space on there which you know it's, it's still a lot but is it it's, though when yeah, you're filling yeah, up like the modern nine, days yeah yeah modern day games. Gonna, i'll be under a terabyte after i download like uh the rest of the games i bought on the steam sale so yeah yeah i hey, got the uh, uh mordor shadows the Next one was a War of Mordor or whatever, Shadows of Mordor. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember, but yeah, this, yeah, the it's whatever this Shadows yeah, of Mordor the was the first one, I think. I yeah, think. Anyway. it's whatever Middle Earth. That's the second <laughs> one. This game got like a horrible rep because basically the second half of the game's like locked behind a pay-to-win wall. Yeah, uh, but it's like seven bucks, and it's like the premium edition, so I assume it has like enough freebies in there to get me past the paywall. Now uh, I also heard they. She, like much like uh star wars battlefront 2 that was you know rectified later on so yeah it'll, it'll probably be sure. fine. it's probably a good experience now yeah yeah just took you know five six years later they finally got like a great experience i really enjoyed the first one uh yeah, first and great. like they won a ton of awards i know they did like the horrible corporation thing i think they copyrighted or trademark like the way the nemesis system works yes, they in did. there Yes, they did. So, they did with that first one, though. Which you got to be honest, that's a great idea, though, right? Yeah, like, it's like yeah generations so. of enemies and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, was it uh, Rogue Legacy? Better be careful, bro. They're about to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rogue Legacy's safe because uh, you know, does the inverse. It's the yeah, hero the instead of the yeah. monsters. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, changing over time. Yeah, definitely. Which I I bought Rogue Legacy too, but it wasn't. It's not you know complete yet and i don't want to spoil myself by playing it as early access you know i want to do it when it's complete right. so i keep looking at it every every other week you know, i'm like mm, is it time not time Sit down. <laughs> yeah yeah I feel, I feel we talk about rogue legacy quite a bit on on this pod too like great great roguelike and i'm really right. looking forward to playing too speaking of a sequel to a roguelike uh risk of rain 2 i didn't realize was feature complete for quite some time and right. and had like I think an expansion came out, a bunch of shit. So I need to get back into that game, see how it is. That's, yeah, it felt like it kind of uh, petered out. It, it definitely had like its like day in the sun there, where everyone was talking about Risk of Rain. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I, I feel like the mid max got it. Same with the uh, Binding of Isaacs, where they had like the definitive final edition or whatever. So like Afterbirth is that the last one? Uh, the one currently is. Uh, I'll have to like open up Steam, but it's like uh it's after there's something after afterbirth it's like resurgence something or other it came out 
last year, but yeah, that's the final, final one, which is amazing. So what happened yeah. with McMillan, man? I feel like he kind of lost the plot there. He's making a card game and stuff for a little bit. Like yeah, he's he just doing whatever he wants, man. Like I it's bought a, it, dude. I bought that card game. The Finding Five, I was. <laughs> I haven't played it. No one likes like my wife doesn't like card games like that, and and it's been you know the fucking end of the world times. So. Nobody can get together. Nobody, yeah. nobody can get together. Yeah, We're all bunkered but, in. Dude, I should I should pull like bring that wherever we are next time. We should play. <laughs> just oh, always, hey guys, just try to play some bio devices. I, I'm gonna be game. that guy with the start carrying it around. Get a fanny pack and just start carrying around the card game with you, man. I'm not gonna go that far, but yeah, I'll keep it in my car. All right. Last game I got on the sale was a Bio Mutant. Yeah. I got you one. I got me one. I feel yep. like uh, we talked about it was on the Game Pass, and we yeah. looked into it, and it's a different yeah. game completely. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I go a correction to the last episode. So I was no corrections, dude. We just go forward. Always. <laughs> I was thinking of the game. <laughs> no, Mutant never apologize, dude. <laughs> and Million Year Zero is an XCOM-like game, which you know, I it's also like bioengineered animals, which I think are actually aliens, but you know. Bio mutant mutant year zero. I kind of yeah. Bio mutants that go so bio uh, mutated animals that do kung fu in a wasteland. Yeah, bio mutants a kung fu like yeah. Third person action RPG adventure, which I I remember seeing a video of. It looks great. So yeah, well, 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 don't do that. You bought it for yourself too, huh? Okay. Yeah, I feel like this will give us a month of just bio mutant talk, uh, and we'll really dig into it. Uh, I'm not going to get your hopes up, dude. Again, like think of it more of as an indie game that got picked up by a big publisher. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people had big publisher expectations for it. It's like the feedback I've seen, like that's the knock against it. Everyone's like, oh, this is like, it's trying to be Ubisoft, but on like, you know, a Flintstone vitamin budget, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't it. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't tried it out though. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep an open mind. I'll go into it. It looks, it looks good graphically so that's yeah. what kind of sold me on i was like yeah, this looks all right definitely, i was like definitely. we're talking about this and we kind of touched on a little bit earlier uh which is how big games are getting uh, i don't know if yes. you want to get into this where let's I, go let's go I, yeah. all right yeah i got into this the other day with one of my buddies where i we was talking about like I, I feel like games have gotten to a point where you can't really put the genie back in the bottle like where triple a games have promised like it's going to be a 40 to 60 hour uh, game experience it's going to be a story mode it's going to be multiplayer uh, and there's going to be, you know, some sort of other extra features like DLC or something along those lines, like a season board pass mode or something board like, mode. Yeah. Like a zombie yeah. mode. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be like another third game mode that has nothing to do with like the main game. And I almost feel like because of how beautiful and big games have gotten uh, fidelity wise, like it's almost unrealistic for AAA games to have that AAA polish that we've come to expect anymore. Just with like the scope, like the scope is way too big. I think when all these promises were made, like in the late nineties, uh, games were just not what they are today. Like just like, if you think of just like in, in terms of like triangles, like you go with like a quake three model, I think it's like around like 700 to 900 triangles. Uh, yeah. and then like you get to like, you know, the, uh, 2004 with like the doom remake where that's like around, you know, pointing to 30,000 triangles on screen with like a million, uh, you know, texture uh, on yeah. screen at once. And now it's like almost like, you know, 40 to 50 million textures on screen with like, you know, two to 3 million uh, triangle budget. Uh, so it's like, and that's per like screen per level, like the resource requirements are insane. Like the, but the, the time to make those same assets is also like, it's not like, you know, so a little bit. Now. Yeah. 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 I, I think that you're you're onto something there, and I will say I think what what killed AAA polish. I, I think AAA polish is still there, but there, there's a huge asterisk to that. Um, it's after like a year of the game being released. Games, most games right now are released in an early access state because pre DLC being an option and pre online updating being an option, that was the game you got. You know, so so these beta testers, these you know, when you go gold, that game better fucking work start to finish. You know, right. otherwise, otherwise you you can't reissue that. You know, it's 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 out there, it's it's done now. Like publishers, like let's use let's bring up our favorites game to, to shit on or you know talk about with the wasted squandered potential. Uh, Cyberpunk, 
God damn that game it. should have been delayed <laughs> another year. It, it, it should have, you know, like, yeah. like piss off the fans, but have a game that works. Now they alienated a huge chunk of fans. I still haven't played it because I, even though I know now that it's fixed, there's, there's enough time. Uh, I was like, it took, what, a year and a half to two years to actually fix this game. So that means it should have been delayed a year and a half to two years. Yeah. What the fuck? You know? So it, it makes me gun shy with buying new triple A games. Like I think I, I still do it, you know, but now day one patches are the norm. I, I can't yeah. think of a game. Patches that, are almost as big as the game. So you yeah, download yeah. like a 90 gig game, then have like a 60 gig patch for yep. it. Yep. So I can't think of a time in the last five years where I bought a triple A game and there wasn't a day one patch. Yeah, it uh, just works. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and I will say I will you know, I do take into account like because uh, before when they had day one patches, it was like an unlock patch, so it would stop like uh, pre-release footage getting out and stuff like that. So that I get, that I get. But uh, you know, for the most part, you get like a huge fucking day one patch with a bunch of bug fixes, and no one's played the game yet. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I, I don't know, man. I, I think the, I think DLC ruined. Uh, or not DLC, but like online updating on, on the console side. Because even like PC games back in the day, they they had the ability to have day one patches, but they still had the same like fucking requirement of shipping a game that's that works, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Games that notoriously shipped that didn't work, Daikatana, for example, that 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 performed like butthole. Like it just did. You know, people people had less of a tolerance for playing stuff that doesn't work. So I don't I don't know what to say about it, man. Do you what do you, it's do you it's, what do you think on this? I think the cold, cynical businessman in me says that at a certain point with like pre-orders and stuff, like like if you look at like Cyberpunk where it's like they had I think like four or five million pre-orders already in. So it's like, all right, we promise by like this shipping date, if we delay it like another year. We're gonna lose out on more. Like they'd already sunk in like 130 million into development, so they're like, if we take another year, we'll probably be like, you know, four to five mil. Let's be like really conservative about. It. But like, let's say if they like brought in some outside things to really get that final polish, we'll put another 10, 15. Like it doesn't really make sense if you've already made back the cost of marketing and the cost of game in your pre-orders already, as well as like making a profit, because you have like an obligation to your shareholders to like you know be profitable, uh, but it worked against them because then now the shareholders have a bunch of class action lawsuits against them. Cause they're like, Hey man, you put out a shit product. Like you knew this was bad. Uh, why'd you do this? It's like, we did it for you. Uh, but that being said, you know, cyberpunk, you know, being aside, uh, I think when you are developing a game and like, you have like a certain amount of pre-orders and a certain amount of like expectation, you know, like, all right, best case scenario, we sell a million copies of whatever game, uh, if we already have that in pre-orders, like let's just ship it now. And then we're going to build the bridge out in front of us because that's going to keep the lights on in the studio. It's going to keep us profitable because it's a, a big cost investment, man. Like AAA games, you're looking at, you know, 140 to $200 million invested over like a four year period of time. True. It's, it's not like a small little bit and like uh, you got to try and make that money back somehow. So you got to have like, you split up your team and you're like, all right, we'll have the pre-production team. We'll have the the main team. We'll have the DLC team that comes in at the tail end that carries through with like more storyline and quest stuff. But it, it's like a, a juggling act, right? Cause like if your game fails to sell and with like all these refund policies now in place as well, like we're talking about like the uh, steam sale. And I was like, ah, oh, this game's on sale. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I was like, they have a two hour refund policy. Like if I don't know if I'm going to like this game in two hours, I'm just going to refund it. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like bad about that at all. Where I'm like, oh, this is unenjoyable for me, or it's broken, it's buggy. Like, I'm good. And like, they've had to literally readjust like the Sony and Xbox Play Store because of how bad Cyberpunk was. But th it only happens when things get so bad that like people literally have to sue and governments have to like step in and like put more regulations around how uh, these businesses can do these shady practices that they've just gotten away with for years. Uh, and they just keep pushing the envelope of how bad they can get until there's like pushback legally against them. Because on the other side, legally, they're obligated to shareholders to try and make as much money as possible. Uh, and it, it makes for a shit experience all around. I feel though that it all comes back to like just scope, right? So if they didn't have like this, like 40, 60 hour gameplay scope that they're, if they're like, or right, instead, let's just tell like a really tight, six to eight hour like story experience and then maybe do multiplayer 
as an expansion in a year, I th- I think people would be more willing to do that. But I don't know, man. I say that on one hand, but I also would say that that's exactly what's happening in VR, right? And mm. nobody wants to pay like $60 for a lot of these games because they're like, this is like a four, eight hour experience. It feels like a ripoff. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, they're still not finishing the game, right? Uh, so I don't know. Like I have the me like as a personal aside, like of all this, like for a lot of VR games, I just look at like the scope of it. I'm like, ah, this isn't really worth like forty to sixty dollars. Like even most of them being at like a thirty nine dollar price tag, forty fifty bucks. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel like a, a worth it to me. Like, and I'm not sure what that says about me. I'm I don't know if it's like I look at the games. I'm like, oh, these games look like they came out ten years ago. Like a lot of stuff on the Oculus Store. <laughs> the Oculus Store, yeah, because yeah. It has to be standalone, like on the headset. Yeah, a lot of these look like like modded phone games and stuff. Where I'm like, this looks like it came off like the the Dead Effect VR games are modded phone games. Yeah, Um, uh, I'll say this: Uh, VR, I think, gets away with it too, though, because even if something looks bad on flat screen, it's going to look better in VR. There's something about being inside of it where it's like a whole sensory experience where you be that becomes the new norm. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel that way. Like even playing, uh, the OG quake playing that VR mod, the game looked better, like, yeah. you know, in VR. Um, but you know, I, I think that's, that's a true thing. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, see, uh, what a game is going to play like or anything in VR because you're not, like even with trailers because you don't know if like you're throwing punches and the hit registration is good you don't know that from video you have to feel it you know still um, not really good uh at marketing VR games right they always have like the people yes. doing like the wild gestures yes yes, yes. <laughs> VR marketing <laughs> crack be that. better I I don't I think because they're trying to VR inherently you're going to look silly with the headset strapped on, right? Like yeah. it just it it is what it is. And, you can't uh, see yourself. That's the beautiful thing. Just make sure yeah, your friends Alex aren't recording you. Voice. Yeah, yeah. And um it's inherently silly. I think they're 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 doing something that uh the Game Boy used to do where, you know, the big draw of the Game Boy wasn't the game's quality, it was the fact that it was portable, right? So it was always like Tetris or something, but it was a kid like like driving a car and then he's just like, you know, it's like get transported to a whole new area, you know, and this is just like moving around and doing <laughs> stuff like that. They weren't selling the game or the they're selling the portability. With VR, yeah. um, you know, I, I think the the uh commercials that i've seen for vr it's always someone like strapping the headset on and then playing like the oculus uses the same ones like uh that fitbeat game i believe um uh uh, beat saber but it's like not actually beat saber it's just like some commercial knockoff of it you know where it's like just slightly off uh i think if they showed real games outside of like that exercise game they're always showing um showing the real gameplay you could flash to people playing it you know but don't make it don't like give me a uh fucking action score or like hip-hop overscore and people are like dancing and doing that just just show what it looks like for real you know i i, I think that would be a lot more successful um i mean they didn't even have the proper tools yet like i know that was one of the big announcements they had at the uh state of the metaverse was they're like and we're bringing in so you can actually record in like 1080p your gameplay from the <laughs> well, headset could, and everyone's like have, well you, no there's ways now but yeah from the headset now, yeah. yeah 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 that was like one of their big announcements and like and it's coming soon <laughs> and they're like damn that should have been a day one feature man like a lot of stuff still feels like afterthoughts as far as like screen sharing or like being able to uh show like things with friends like it's a lot of the it took a long time for consoles to get there too right that wasn't yeah. until like the most recent generation where they're like, now you can press a button and it takes the last 10 seconds of gameplay and you can upload yep. it to whatever to share yep. with your buddies. I'd say like the 360 era that, that console generation, what's that? The seventh, seventh generation, um, was the burgeoning start of it. Uh, yeah. kind of aligned with, aligned with, uh, Justin TV and stuff, you know, and then Twitch becoming what it is. But, uh, recording back then, I remember using like fraps and stuff to record. That was always ass. Yeah. It was always <laughs> yeah, ass, dude. dude. Like before, like the advent of OBS X split. And, uh, I'm, I don't, I won't give the other one like the time of day because of what they did. It doesn't to OBS, even exist but, uh, anymore. Exactly. It's just like, there's, there's better options now. There's free options now. And it just, 
works, you know, full quality, yeah. everything. Um, yeah, this is, I think it's like a double edge, uh, two prong attack. They have a marketing problem, but the game length and quality doesn't feel worth it to me personally yet. And like, I own a lot of the best games. Like I feel like, uh, cause people would ask me, cause I was talking about it all the time when I first got, it. I was like, man, this is great. Uh, and they're like, Oh, should I get one up? Like, if you don't mind spending like $400 for like a two month experience, cause that's about like all there is out there right now. Uh, if you have a PC, maybe three months uh, worth of like really great fun experiences. You're, you're uh, discounting the replayability of a lot of the games though. Like yeah, uh, pistol whip and beat saber get the most play from me. Um, there's other multiplayer things like poker stars VR, which we should probably play at some point. Like I'll, I'll jump on and play some. We poker kept threatening to do like a poker night. Yeah, we need to. We need to a VR poker night. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I went um, into the VR poker and blew all my coins on the the casino, <laughs> the the slot machines, dude. Slot I went machines, in there. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> was, then yeah, I uninstalled the game. I was like, all right, did well, you install just, it? Oh, you get yeah, credits every day. I'm not like logging something. in for daily virtual uh, well, coins yeah, at a virtual I mean, casino, bro. That's the <laughs> lowest of the low. <laughs> true, true. But I will say, like, that's led to I, some of the funniest, like, emergent gameplay. Because it's just people, you know? It's basically a chat yeah. room. Um, so I'm just sitting at a table. These people, like, th- are, like, you know, they're leaning over, lighting cigarettes for each other and stuff like that. And then there's this dude who who literally was like, hold on, hold on, my... my uh, my girlfriend just came home and then there's like an argument that everyone can hear <laughs> it's, you know, it's just it's one of those things where, where you don't really get that anymore you know so yeah. i think it's, it's more of the experience of the actual like poker gameplay you know all right so you're is. saying it's uh, the replay ability for replay a lot of these yeah. titles that are uh professor for example has like 40 hour in-game hours on beat saber alone you know it's crushing it man seriously crushing it he's doing expert plus songs and stuff every time i like set a new high score he like spends days just beating my shit uh the full the game the song full charge uh um, i got it destroying dreams i got an it missed two missed two notes right and i was like here's my high score dude he's like oh shit he tried he tried a couple days in a row and uh, he couldn't get it and then about three days later he messages me uh double s rank on expert uh full combo i'm like i'm not gonna beat that you know what i mean i'm like you, yeah. you got it buddy <laughs> so it's it is what it is man i think i think if you open yourself up to like more of games like that you know i think you'll get more joy out of it like i'll just load up a uh, pistol whip dude and just start they have contracts mode now so there's different missions each day and then stuff like that it's 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 fun dude. you just gotta you just it's it's one of those things where where keep in mind vr is a platform so you yeah. have to you know find the fun um i think to if me there's games that just like making demos and uh, the developer side, I feel like it's like a lot of fun possibility space. I enjoy me- like tinkering about in that. Like every couple of days, I'll be like, "Oh, let me try and do something in this." Uh, yeah, and that's that's about it, man. Gotcha. Uh, as far as like most of the games and stuff, like aside from like Half Life, Alex, Half Life, Alex, I couldn't put down, dude. Like I was, yeah, and I was like, damn, and everyone was like, "That's the best experience." Honestly, I was like. Well, shit, dude. Now I'm just chasing a dragon that doesn't exist at this you point. You play dude. the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game, dude. Just get over your your fear of of being scared. Kissing my pants and running yeah. into a wall or breaking my yeah, TV. Yeah, it's so good, dude. You, uh-huh. you you will you will enjoy it. Um, I, I guarantee it, dude. It's Did you ever try the mods for the Resident Evil remakes? Because they no, have like the virtual plugins it. now. Those I have all them work. installed. I have all of them installed. I just haven't done it. Oh. Uh, like. You know, like you see my green screen behind me, uh, behind that, like where, you know, we did, like I said, we're doing some fixing around the house and stuff. So this has been my, like my VR space has really only has room for Beat Saber or Pistol Rip right now. Yeah. Um, just cause that's, that's been our like kind of get everything in and move stuff around. So once we're done with that, I'll load it up and, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4 is having a remake now. So there'll definitely be a VR mod for it, you know, coming yeah. soon. I guarantee it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Shout we'll out see. to the uh, modding community for Resident Seriously, Evil. Seriously, man. Seriously. Killing but the I, game. But I think that with VR 2, a lot of it is, uh, since, since we said it's kind of like the wild west right now for that um modding 
existing flat screen games into VR, like these guys are incredible. You know, like that's part yeah. of the fun too. Like you mentioned, uh, like did I try L- uh, Skyrim VR? No. Did I try Fallout Four VR? I own it, but I haven't tried it. You know, those are yeah. really long games. That uh, if if you're looking for something long, those games are both established games that you know are fun. You know, might as well try it in VR. Dude. Uh, I don't know, man. It feels like such a quest to to play those games. So, so you don't want. You you don't want like three to four hour games, but when you have two forty hour games just laying at your feet, like nah, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's yeah, You're just yeah. hating the hate, bro. <laughs> I am. Um, no, I want a I want a triple A modern game uh, that's like forty hours, right? I want the Half Life Alex uh, set in like a Morrowind universe or whatever, like or set in like a Fallout universe gotcha. where it's like it's modern graphics where it looks it doesn't look i mean i I saw people who download like the hd texture packs and all this stuff and there's like hand mods and stuff that you can download like the the modding community on both those games have been phenomenal at like taking the vr experience to that next level to get it pretty close to like the modern triple a but it's still man it's still that old ass engine it's still kind of janky and like it's still a lot of like uh, research. I got to have to spend forty hours just figuring out how to like properly mod the game to make it like the penultimate playable version uh, in VR. Uh, and then at that point, I'm like going to log in. I'm like, eh, <laughs> just do it, I guess. But man, for the same amount of time, I could make like a bootleg uh, <laughs> Half Life style game, dude. If I spend like eighty hours, like <laughs> just like working on a game, I could yeah. make something. It, I don't know. I don't know if that scale if you'd give you to complete it, but you could probably have a good working uh, proof of concept. Yeah, could have like a room or something you could yeah, walk around yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like we got Marwind at home. It's the Marwind at home. Dude. Yeah, right, right. This busted it's ass jank. bot model and shit. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah. t posing like around the room. Yeah, but <clears throat> back to so has AAA fallen off overall? Do you think? Because we I'm said it's say, not as polished. Yeah, I, I think it just became like a scope creep. Like they kept the same scope that they had from like 20 years ago, but things have changed so much uh, for expectations graphically, uh, what we can do now that uh, they're just really half assing it. Like, again, there's no reason why these games should be this big if they were optimizing, like compressing, like the models, textures. Uh, doing like the uh, level of detail, the LUDs properly, like uh, reusing uh, how things are in the environment. Like if you'd like start thinking more of like environmental things as like uh, Tetris pieces, Tetramino, and like they can just be used like in infinitely different ways. Uh, There's no reason why they couldn't just like scatter around like a bunch of the same stuff all over the uh, map uh, and really save a lot of like memory and space. They already do that for the most part, but I I know what you're what you're getting at. You you think that the scope is too big, and then their their scope also goes to and every area is unique, right? Just yeah, yeah. That's why I I love I, I. So one of the reasons like I love 2D gaming, right, is you're working with a constricted like field of view you're working with like resource management is is definitely a thing i mean with modern hardware not really but you know you still want to want to make do the best you can for managing these resources so uh i think that you know i don't like I had a media right? You like you don't have to remake a door every time, right? You have one door, you have a door for every every game, every every other door in the game. You know, yeah. just repaint it if you need to, but it's all gonna be the same. So I don't know. I you know what? I when you start playing the Final Fantasy remake, let me know. Yeah, it'll change think. my mind about I everything. So. I think so. I think yeah, so. it's a modern ass game, dude. I don't know. It's a there's... it's the first time that modern Square has felt like old Square to me. Yeah, in terms and we, of quality we touched a little bit on this we were just talking yesterday you and i where i was like uh what are the real triple a games out there and we're like god of war this final fantasy remake and then we're like uh what else is there <laughs> like as far as like really you know like control like really graphically impressive yeah. like wow this is a modern game that i can play on my you know gtx 3080 and uh you RTX. know just yeah rtx dude yeah uh and just enjoy it you know yeah yeah it's rough bro it's i think because like like for you like the ray tracing still 
like the 30 the 30 series is probably the first time you can actually get modern frames with modern lighting you know so well i think technology and scope are at a point where they're not quite copacetic anymore you know yeah i think that that i think that's what we're dealing with but we're so far into it where it should be we've been we've been you know conditioned to think it should just work it should just work but like i yeah i i don't think the normal consumer considers like actually how much more like again it's like an exponential curve that i don't think they understand where they're just like it should just always work how it has always work and then they're like how come this game's busted as shit and it's like because it's a like a work of wizardry that any game ever works man <laughs> like the amount of moving parts and like people involved in like uh, these projects is like insane it's kind of like with movies like like the fact that any modern movie actually gets made dude is like a it's incredible it's, yeah yeah it's just incredible, incredible. like look at those credits man they're like 15 minutes long dude <laughs> like it's just a list of scrolling names dude like yep. it's uh yep. Yep. it's incredible that's true, man. That's true. I uh, so for me, I I think the bar for AAA has lowered, um, and I think that the that the games that get released that actually meet our expectations are praised a lot more than maybe even they should be, you know, because yeah. uh, just because the bar's been dragged because to the, the bar's been dragged down. So I th- I think that that uh, developers try and reach that bar. But I think the reality is, you know, games are too expensive now. Publishers want their monies faster now, and uh, you know, you just do you do do your best. But um, you know, we still have sub studios knocking it out of the park every time. I don't know how they do it, but they do. You know, like Insomniac being yeah. one. Uh, you know, we mentioned uh, like God of War, which is a Santa Monica studio, which I can't remember what they renamed themselves to, but they might still be Santa Monica. But you know, it's both sony both sony first kind of companies too right just yeah we'll see maybe maybe that's the bar they're setting hopefully microsoft console side will do that and uh, we get like pc developers just doing the same thing so we'll see i i think that the top games right now that everyone are pl- is playing have been the same top games for like the past five years and i want something new i want something to break yeah. the mold you know and not we'll to be uh racist but <laughs> it look, uh, the tea leaves look like Capcom is like trying to like shake things up over there and try some different stuff. Like it seems uh, we talked, uh, me and you were just like, you know, BS and we're saying that they seem to want to put their teams on like passion projects now. Yes. And Dragon we're talking Star about like two big announcements. Yeah. Being a big, big reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause it looks like they're like, I mean, they sold off a bunch of like studios from the West and they're like, all right, let's just double down on like our core competencies and put our teams on things that they're passionate about uh so it seems like maybe they'll bring out some new innovative stuff because they're like all oh, these old ips where we got devil may cry we got street fighter uh monster cry hunter. Five, 5 was great uh yeah. you know monster hunter they they split the series so like one i think monster to rise or if that's what it's called I, i'm not a monster hunter player just full disclosure but uh, between Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Rise, they like streamlined how the game works to make it more accessible to people. And from what I understand, like people are loving both games, like to death. Uh-huh. So if you like, if you want to get into Monster Hunter, now's the time. And like, it's actually selling super well for Capcom. But you know, if, if at first it was a it's a niche title, you know, it definitely yeah, it was, was really hard on the West. Like nobody really liked it in America. It's like up until I would yeah. say like. Yeah, that's when people actually start talking about. It. They're like, "All right, what is this? Let's give this a shot." Yeah, they keep coming yeah. out like it's FIFA every year. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's, exactly. Let's let's so, see what it's all about. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and uh, you know, Capcom goes through these ebbs and flows, where Capcom's the worst company ever to Capcom's can't can do no wrong, right? Yeah. I I've said this. I think I said this earlier in the podcast, like when we first started doing this. But I think Capcom's on the up, upward trajectory um, with what they're doing. From what I've seen from Street Fighter Six, I'm liking what I see. And my bar is if Street if Street Fighter is good, the next three to five years of Capcom will be great. Okay. If Street Fighter is bad. The next three to five year of Capcom will be disappointing with only like one, maybe two games of note that's the groundhog um, of capcom yeah like, yeah because if, if you look at capcom's like track record uh street fighter 2 right fucking one of the best games of all time and then after street fighter 2 you have have like this 
glory golden days of fighting games and beat-em-ups and rpgs you know they're not only knocking out the street fighters the dark stalkers the marvel vs. capcoms the x-men versus street fighter they were knocking out breath of fire they were knocking out resident evil you know like it, it was just it just kept coming you know it just never stopped yeah. the power stones the Mega Mans. you know it just never stopped and then street fighter was i, I was i don't want to say bad because third strike was amazing it just wasn't as appreciated as it should be and then capcom started releasing mid-tier titles right uh, street fighter 4 came out and well, street fighter 3 is one of my favorite it's probably my favorite street fighter let's be honest but anyway street fighter 4 came out was fucking amazing and capcom fucking banger after banger during that time right, yeah. street fighter 5 came out the only good capcom games are probably the resident evil games that i can think of other than that what else did they do that was of note i guess monster hunter world right but uh you know, I, I, so that's the bar. That's the bar for Capcom. So, yeah. so we'll hopefully they can shake things up and try out some new stuff. It also seems like Microsoft is taking like a bunch of like just double A shots, which is what I've been hoping that a big studio would yes, do for we need years. Double A games, yes. Yeah, just like hey man, let's uh, kind of like what I was talking about, where it's like let's make a nice uh, six to fifteen hour experience that just does a thing where it's like either telling a story or like a really good gameplay loop or whatever. I know like kind of like the hotness was like roguelikes uh, for a few years here. Yep. Uh, I feel like I'm burnt out on them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm not. I'm not. Nah, roguelikes. I, I, I can play them. I can play oh, them through that at the time, dude. <laughs> All right, that's fair because you can any roguelike. You just yeah. Yeah. boot it up and yeah. you can play it forever, dude. Yep. Yep. Like, I always go through, like, stop gaps from, like, Binding of Isaac. Whenever I get back into it, it's, like, a good three months of playing it straight. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, at the time, well, when this pod it comes out, I will have been back from my week-long trip to Alaska to visit my brother-in-law. Shout out Sir Solace. Um, and uh, Sir Trike, my buddy who lives up there, too. Uh, I will be bringing roguelikes with, you know? Like, that, that's In your fanny too. pack? Uh, you know, my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I do not own a fanny pack. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> All right, I know man. they're in style now, but I just can't. I just can't do it. Can't now do people it. don't know this, but you could put your drugs in there. <laughs> on that note, um, but yeah, I think Cap. I think you're right with Capcom. I think we could watch them. Uh, people are sleeping on them right now, dude. I think they're. I think they couldn't come come out with gold. I think you're right. Yeah, it definitely seems like they're trying to shake things up over there, at least with like the retooling of like uh, resources with like their money and everything else. It didn't seem like they're in any sort of financial trouble. So it seems yeah. like they're like a uh, direction from the top to like make a pivot. Yeah. Uh, and they want to like have cold cash on hand to like write it out. Cause like we talked about, like it's, you're looking at like, you know, a hundred million dollars. If you're looking at like a double a, I mean, you're still looking 40, 60 million, right? That team needs right. to be there doing the, stuff. The thing with a double a game versus a triple a is double a you're right it's cost like you said 30 or 40 to 60 which is about right and uh i'd say i think it's a little less than that but and i'd say that most more than likely it will be more of a passion project from the developers this is yeah. the game they most likely wanted to make um you look at yeah. hellblades and you sacrifice the first hellblade game that was a passion project that just caught fire um hellblade 2 I think it. I think it's have having a triple A budget, but it's still a double A scope. So I, you know, I think that we're, dude, the next year or two, we're in a gaming. We're gonna be in a gaming renaissance, man. It's gonna happen yeah. again. I think that yeah, especially with like the, the best. Uh, I would say with like the tools becoming more democratized as well, with like Unreal Engine changing up their pricing structure, yes. Unity changing up their pricing structure, like a lot of uh, services now, like for like 3D models and stuff. Whereas like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, just pay one time. And instead of reinventing like the wheel, literally every time for every game, just, you know, pay like just 10 pay bucks once. and yeah. yeah. And like, uh, you know, you can just download all these assets or whatever. And it also seems like, uh, I want to say it was Capcom. They just released like a lot of their um, video motion capture files for like educational purposes. Did they really? I didn't yeah. That. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, they're like, here's like an entire library of like all of our motion capture data, like BVH, just standard format. Uh, and if you like are doing something educational or whatever, like here, use this, you know, a lot of it's like, they're hoping to start people to like train AI with this stuff. So it's like, can sure. figure out like better movements and graphics and stuff but like i mean you see that with the unreal engine that was one of their main features was like hey ai can figure out like how to properly place a hand on like a block when it's trying yeah. to like jump over or whatever so yeah 
awesome, yeah, better better tools uh you know substance painter getting picked up by adobe yeah uh, so like you, know, you can dislike that because i th- thought it i thought it was better on its own because i feel with adobe it's just going to get molded into photoshop and then you're never gonna yeah see it that's again. why i paid harder, uh, harder to do I paid like the $300 to own it right before the final purchase. I was like, I just want to be able to just download. This is fine. This version yeah. of it's fine. Uh, there was, I have a lot of gripes with substance painter, but it's, it's fine. I have more gripes with Adobe than I do. Something yeah. Like that's fair. Than I do with like that. Cause uh, I used to be a big flash guy, you know, like, uh, uh, macromedia flash and, and all that. I'm salty, um, dude. Absolutely loved it. Um, it became Adobe animate and I haven't used it since dude. And I, I, I haven't made an anime outside of like game dev stuff. I haven't made just like a run of the mill animation in years. And I kind of miss it, dude. I, I, yeah. I looked at my old projects. And I'm like, man, like for my lack of artistic skill, my eye for fluid animation was very good. And I'm like, now that I'm older and I know more about how animation worked, I'd like to see what I can make. Again. It's about drive, man. It's about passion. I know this is good. Put the rock on me? Yeah. <laughs> we stay hungry. We devour, bro. Uh, Rumble. <laughs> I think there's a lot of really good one-time payment apps out there uh, for like Android. And no, uh, I don't want to do that. I want to. I, I want to. Hey, Harp saying, if you pay like two hundred dollars to get like a nice tablet. That you can draw on. I have one. Uh, that's like an Android based one. I have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Like, I, I would look into it. I'm not saying okay. to do it, but after, I'm saying that like, after this, if you know of any, uh, link me. I'll, I'll get I, it now, dude. I haven't, I did like some like vague research like okay. months ago, maybe a year and a half ago now. Okay. Maybe it was like two years ago. Uh, but just YouTube it, man. Just like top sure. animation android sure. like that's all i did and i was like i was like oh shit they got this kind of stuff now like this is impressive yeah, and it's like we'll you know two out. three bucks since one time and yeah because the it tablet right. it's like a, a galaxy note 12.2 so it's a 12 inch screen has the s pen yeah you sit and draw that's why it. i want to get that uh yeah. but i can't never justify it <laughs> yeah because yeah. i have like the laptop i have like a you know yeah prop or... yeah does your laptop allow you to draw on a screen too or no no, but I have like the screen, uh, oh, the, the standalone yeah. drawing yeah, same tablet. Same. Yeah, that's uh, the same, same thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or I'm like, fuck, I already paid like $300 for this. Like, why spend like another $300 for the exact same Definitely. thing, but Definitely. a lesser version that plugs into it's probably a better version. Uh, just technology's gone. It keeps moving. Keeps moving. Keeps moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, man. Draw your man. Yeah, animate things when you're pooping, bro. I will. I will. I think Change the game right after this. Taking, taking a. I'm just gonna grab the tablet. You know, drop trow, sit on the porcelain throne, and start making stuff. There you go. Not just the BM. <laughs> 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 All right, bro. For stay uh, humble. <laughs> All right, I'm Mr. Gimpy. Chipmunk. It's like, like subscribe, subscribe share. share. We, we out. Later. Peace. <laughs>